Hi there, welcome to a new episode of The Zane Lamprey Show, sponsored by the Laughs and Drafts Comedy Tour, where I will be visiting 80-plus breweries across the country from June to December of 2021, doing stand-up, meeting y'all, having some great beers. It's going to be amazing. If you want tickets, uh, act quickly because they are selling out. Go to zanelamprey.com. In this new direction of the podcast, I am not joined by Steve McKenna. Uh, he has been fired unceremoniously, unless you consider this the ceremony for that, in which, boom, ceremoniously. Uh, he tried to quit. I would not let him quit. Uh, I brought him back, uh, and then I fired him because, let's be honest, that's what friends do. So we will check in with Steve from time to time. But until then, I am going to be introducing you to some new guests uh, every week. Some great celebrities and uh, people that, if you don't know, you should know and have some great conversations. So uh, enjoy the new direction of the Zane Lamprey show with intermittent spatterings of Steve McKenna, which, quite frankly, is probably how he should be taken anyway. Just smatterings of him. Not all. Not all. Not all at once. My guest today is Jack Maxwell, who you may know from Booze Traveler, which is a show that was... Uh, similar to Three Sheets, very similar, uh, and uh, came out after Three Sheets went off the air. So they hired Jack Maxwell, who was not a creator of the show. Um, he uh, was merely an auditioner and got the part and, of course, accepted it because it is a dream job. Uh, and Jack and I have become very close friends over the years, even though, as we realized in this podcast, we haven't seen each other since 2019, which I guess is the same for a lot of people. So... I am now doing these podcasts in person uh, with celebrities and people that you should meet. And this is one of those people. This is Jack Maxwell. This may come as a surprise to people, and I don't want people to be too bent out of shape. And by the way, I think there'll be less people bent out of shape than people might assume. And here's the deal. Steve McKenna, if you've been following the podcast up until now, you would probably know that Steve McKenna was kind of on the outs. And he wasn't necessarily in the outs because he stopped drinking. Um, he wasn't necessarily, he, he, it was really because, he wasn't necessarily on the outs because he stopped drinking. He just, he just didn't have enthusiasm for doing the podcast. And I don't know how someone can't get excited about do, doing the podcast. So I am now bringing in, we're going to call them guests, but, it's, but effectively they are guest hosts because they're here with me in my home. I guess everyone that has to, comes on the show is going to be double vaccinated. So my my first double vax friend here is my friend Max Jackwell. Who do you know, Jack Maxwell? <laughs> Have you run into him? And and if so, was it weird? Well, yeah. Can you fill in the details? I I know that you and Steve were tight. You were good friends, yeah. partners, and all of that in some ways, and not others. What happened exactly? No, I mean I still I still talk. Here's the deal. I I, I do podcasts regularly. I want to release a podcast every Wednesday. And Steve knew that, but he made himself conspicuously unavailable on Tuesdays when I when I needed to record the podcast because he just like he just couldn't get into it. And here's the deal. I'm not making money doing this podcast. Sometimes I have a sponsor. If it is, it's like a few hundred bucks. It doesn't really pay for anything. Right. And so I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because, quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, this podcast it's let me do two things. One, meet people and make friends with people who, who I've like followed their careers 
or we have similar paths or whatever. Uh, and then it's also lets me catch up with friends. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the first time you and I met was, was doing this podcast, right? Yes, that's exactly right. And so, although we had communicated by phone and email. Yes. Yes. But, but it's like, Hey, of course, if you and I were to get together, it'd be like, we would have to meet for drinks. Sure. And sometimes there's like fitting that in a schedule, whatever. So coming here and doing the podcast, we can meet each other at the same time that, you know, and catch up with each other. Now, by the way, you and I are now really good friends. At least that's how I see it. <laughs> I think I kissed that before I make a commitment. I have to meet more cats. Yeah. yeah. Have some more drinks. Yeah. yeah. Do more podcasts. <laughs> so I would say we are as well, and thank you for saying that. And so we we are in my home, like you said, surrounded by by many cats. Your favorites, Pinocchio and Pumpkin. I love them. Um, and um, and you know, I, I've I've just it's just it's let me and I, and and this is the first podcast since the beginning of the pandemic that I've actually recorded in person in my house. I'm double vaccinated. I've, I'm I'm outside of the danger zone. It was like two weeks ago. You're double vaccinated. Absolutely. You're probably, were you an at-risk? Because I had, have, slash, had, slash, have cancer. Right. It never really goes away. I said on a, on, on a social media post that I'm cancer-free. The doctor likes to say, well, we'll wait and see because they want to be careful. Yeah. So it's So it's still, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I still have it, but it's not dangerous. So they say you're in Got remission it. officially. But yes, because I have a compromised immune system, or mm-hmm. did, I was at risk, but now I'm five weeks past my second shot, and the whole, it's like the clouds have opened up, Yeah, uh, and I just, it's sunny skies, and I know people are still affected, they get sick, people are dying, I don't mean to discount that, but I just mean, personally, it feels like you see the old proverbial light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. and by the way, I'm honored to be your first guest, thank you. Well, a lot of people said no. No, 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 no. I'm honored to be your first guest and 19th choice. <laughs> no, Thank no, no. First choice. <laughs> first choice. You're the first person I asked. Thank you. The only person that said no that made a spot available was Steve. And 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 Steve actually tried to like stop doing it. But Steve, you know, look, you get to a point, and this is why, so I was talking to our, my old talent booker. She's not old, Kirsten. She's not old, but, but, but I haven't worked with her in a while because of the pandemic. Sure. And I stopped doing this during the pandemic. Because I just don't want to do a Skype interview. I just a Zoom interview. I just, I just don't feel like it, you get the authenticity of the engagement. Like this is you and I looking at each other, and just sure. like talking. I but agree. it's like, and now I'm looking away because you feel like you're staring daggers into me. But, um, or is it pumpkin? It's admiration. Actually. Oh, is that what it is? A look it, of it, admiration. It, it's funny. Your admiration looks a little murderous. <laughs> I've had I've killed people I've admired, so yes, maybe that's, so that's fine. I'm not gonna say there's a so th- not a thin fine. line there. Yeah. It might be, but I like to just like have somebody come over, sit here, have this conversation, to to to, to welcome someone into my house. I feel is the is the um, the first step in showing people like, hey, I am you're coming into my home, into my abode. I'm wel- welcoming you in. Makes them I think feel more relaxed. So, I was so happy you did it that way because I would have done a, a Zoom interview with you or yeah. podcast or whatever you wanted, but it's really great to be able to see you again. Did we? Give you a hug. Did we do say a Zoom hey. one? We did. No, we hugged. We, You're my, and what did I say after, after I give you a hug? First, one of the first hugs post-pandemic. Yeah, or, yeah, including my wife. Or post-vaccine. Yeah. 
And uh, thank you. I'm sure she'll be very happy to hear that. <laughs> Why won't you hug me? But I By think the way, that's really... me talking to her, not her talking to me. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get in the middle. <laughs> uh, but honestly, to do it that way, I thought that was great. Because like you say, the, the, the human connection, which I've missed so much mm-hmm. in, in this pandemic world we are now living in. Uh, and after the vaccines, I just wanted to have that human connection. Yeah. Hugging is nice. Being there with someone, exchanging stories, to feel their energy, their emotion, yeah. their physicality. Yeah. I think Zoom... To read ser- body language, too. Yes, absolutely. Now, Zoom served its purpose, but I'm so tired of it because it connected us, but it's still cold. Much like social media connects us, but it, it will never replace that. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know, but I just love sitting down with someone or yeah. standing there or hanging out with them and feeling that the laughs are richer and deeper and it means something and like yeah. like you say whether it's body language or just being able to look in someone's eye and be with them i think unless you're a very antisocial creature mm-hmm. you've probably missed that during this i certainly have so um assuming that you didn't just come out to los angeles to see me one of the reasons the, one of the reasons for sure thank you what is what is what is the second second reason that you you're out in in la because, because by the way, you and I haven't seen each other since pandemic 20, 2019. That's right. That is ridiculous. You came to Arizona, yeah, and you were at Arizona Wilderness, where you're going to do your show. That's right. You're going to go on tour soon, which I'm looking forward to. And I will say it because he's too modest to. I will be opening for at least unless something changes. And well, he what am, I, what am I? What am I too modest about saying? How that, is that my modesty that's affected? Um, because you. I guess maybe you think that it it puts me in a certain position to to ask me to open for you, and it's an honor. Oh, because it's your show, right? And to introduce you to do whatever it is I'm going to be doing, it's re- I'm very happy to do so. Good, I have I'm no gl- problem. Glad. No, no. I mean, I yes, I see what you're saying. I see it as an honor. You're honoring me. You're kind of saying the same thing back. You're honored to be asked. Yes. Oh, perfect. Absol- and that's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's no. great. What I mean is if you were to say Jack's opening for me, some people might say you know that that's Oh, setting I mean? the Oh no, setting the, the totem pole? No, uh, I'm yeah. very No, that's very I'm very much doing that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh. very much establishing my, establishing myself as the headliner and, and saying that the booze traveler is sort of like a like an amuse-bouche to three sheets, like a little bit of an appetizer. Sure. A teaser. And I would say you're right. You are the jalapeno no, popper of the TV world. Th- there you go. Hey, truth hurts, but that's it. This is his podcast, folks. So I'm going to go along with that. And it's probably true to whatever extent. Uh, you know, it's funny. I- I'll be honest with you. I I never even thought of it in those, it, like that. I, I know you didn't. Okay. I said you're too modest to oh, put it that Oh, I way. see. Got so it. So I was saying Got you it. probably wouldn't put like that because yeah. you didn't want to come across yeah. as that. Even it being misunderstood that way. But I'm saying... I love the fact that you asked me because, A, I don't do comedy, as you know, but I'll tell stories or whatever yeah, it is. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna break that down right now because— and We will just uh, have a good time. One of the things you and I were, were talking about, when I called you to ask you to um, open for me, you had mentioned—maybe it, it, maybe it caught you off guard because you've never—like you've, you've, you've never, you said, you've never done stand-up before. No. And even though you've done a lot of uh, plays— Yes. And a lot of performing and entertaining and that kind of thing. Public speaking, etc. Yeah, sure. That, that that trying to write something comedic and going up and performing it was something that you were afraid of. 
absolutely yeah. intimidated me yeah. without a doubt. And, and 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 by the way, I am too. Someone asked me what my I'll tell you what. You remember that when uh this might be a recent for some people, but grade school and then certain events, it's like we're gonna go around the room and say your name and where you're from and maybe your favorite da 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 da, right? Sure. I hated that. I hated going around the the circle. When it came to me, I was sweating bullets, maybe visibly or at least on the inside. And it's just like, I don't know. Why would that make me nervous? It's All it is is my name, you know? And so public speaking, for a lot of people, it's it's nerve-wracking. Absolutely. For a lot of people, it's the number one fear, so they say. Yeah, yeah. And, and like Mel, my wife, for example, would absolutely rather cut off the end of her pinky finger than go up and speak at open at Arizona Wilderness. Now, a few things have happened since I asked you to do that. And so the date of that is September 23rd. I'm fired. It, diff, something along those lines. So, uh, <laughs> so but layoff. It, 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 it is related to to the, the job, the position of the job. But mm. um, so September 23rd, Thursday, uh, I'll be doing stand up at Arizona Wilderness. If you are hearing this for the first time and you want tickets, you can't come because it's sold out. Congratulations. Thank you. That's wonderful. So we are now adding September 22nd, which is a Wednesday, another show. So my question to you is, would you do both days? Oh, now I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm both days. I'm both days. Just so happens, the only two days for the next three years that I have booked, I'd I'd be happy to. That sounds great. That would be an amazing, because you're talking about possibly documenting this, 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 the the process of going up and, 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 and like doing stand up. I'm going to tell you this for the first time. You don't know this. Yeah. Uh, but that's great, right? The discovery that happens right here between yeah. us. Another reason why to be in the same room. Yeah. So I had been thinking of a way to get back into what we do. Yeah. Maybe drink-related, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, as you say, I've done stage and film and television, as you have. I just have you not You work done. with Pacino, for the love of God. Y- yes, I was very lucky to for in a play and a movie about the play. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I thought that if I was going to create a show, much like we had done before, mm-hmm. uh, it might have something to do with a drink. But I thought just, just just what you said is very strange. When you act, as I have, as you have, you have a script, you have fellow actors, mm-hmm. you have a director, producer, you have help, and then hopefully your training carries the rest. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was doing Booze Travelers, you're doing three sheets and the many shows you've done, chug everything else. When you're in a scene and you're in a fascinating place with interesting people and the culture is just grabbing you and you're just reacting naturally and normally to that, I think that's easy as long as you can be honest about sharing that. Mm -hmm. You don't try to make it something it's not, but it's so rich, the scene almost plays itself in other words, right? All you have to do is translate how you're feeling. Right. So it's easy in that sense. Yeah. Stand up, you're out there on your own walking the high wire naked, whatever the, the expression is that you guys use, it takes a lot of courage. And you have to write your own material and you have nothing to play off. In, in my mind, in other words, no one sets you up. You might have someone warm you up, but at the same time, to be able to write something and then get the immediate feedback and know that either you're sinking or if you hear crickets or whatever the deal is. Yeah. And I always thought that it's... Uh, it would be the thing in the entertainment field, even before I got into it, that would scare me the most. And, and that's still true. So this show idea that mm-hmm. I'm developing now in my mind, and uh, one of the reasons I'm here, I'm meeting with uh, my partner on it, and we're scouting places as well, and as well as developing it, 
is I thought I would sit down with someone, uh, celebrities, so that they at least it would be interesting because they'd be a celebrity as opposed to just yeah. me. And uh, you'd find out something about them, maybe that you didn't, through a very honest, intimate sit down, mm -hmm. like you say, yeah. face to face, over a drink or two, depending. Yeah. And that would be part of the show. But instead of just a Q&A, like on late night television, which is great, of course, but instead of promoting their last movie or their upcoming television series or whatever, it would be just really about them as a person. Yeah. If they'd be able to share that honestly uh, and, and also wouldn't be just Q&A, I would talk about my life as well. It would be more interactive, much like this, as you said, mm -hmm. more like a co-host, guest host, as opposed to I'm the host, you're the guest, right. which I think is better. So in other words, uh, someone asked me to describe it, and I, I said this to a friend of mine, I think it sums it up. If you went into a bar and you saw a celebrity that you liked, and their friend sitting off somewhere talking, you'd say, I wonder what they're talking right. about, right? Yeah. So that's the show as far as the drink goes. And then the hook, because we all need a hook, right? Otherwise, no one wants to look at the show. Sure. Or, sure. Or the, yeah. We're not going to develop that. There's just two people talking. Yeah, yeah. where are the explosions? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then I said, well, if I'm going to ask the celebrity across from me, to share intimately, I'm going to have to do that. So I said I would as far as the conversation. But then I'm going to ask them to do something that frightens them. I better do it first. So I did stand-up comedy. I've done this already. I did it in Phoenix. I shot it. I was terrible. I, but I had the experience, and I faced it, and something came out of that. Yeah. I just naturally started talking about my cancer journey, and people were crying. Afterwards saying, that was great because I laughed and I cried. It was the whole game. So wait, where, where was this? In Phoenix where I'm currently residing. Yeah. So I did that. I shot it. And I... I when did you shoot that? Uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Okay. Was it... So, it, I'm sorry, was it comedic or serious? No, it I it, it, it delved into a story. I okay. just said I'm going to just naturally be me. Yeah. And hopefully the, then there was enough laughs so that people know it's not just Wait, I'm sorry. Story. Where is... Where did you do this? Which club? Yeah, it's it's a place called Whiskey Row in Old Town. And how many people were there? I just invited a bunch of people. It was a, on a day that. Oh, okay. First shoot. First shoot. It's like, like twenty people, or uh, maybe thirty. Okay. But there were strangers, friends, everyone, just the, to put this together. This, so I'm doing a this big tour, and I and I'm going to do some for like friends and family. That is the scariest. This I'm way more scared of doing it for ten friends and family than a thousand people someplace else. I said the same thing. Yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And people who've known me for forty years. Or yeah, so, that's, not part, just that's part of the problem. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and it's funny because when you're around someone that you've known for forty, forty-five years, some sometimes you feel like that fifteen-year-old kid again around them. So you did also, like. So you did like a. So this this is like a, a, a pilot that you shot. No, of? this it's it was just material. Yeah. And so I shot all of that so I could use some of that when I'm sitting down with this person having a drink. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, intimate things. And I say, hey, you know what messed with me my whole life and scared me, intimidated me, whatever you want to call it? Stand-up comedy. But I actually did it. And I show them on my phone. We push in. We go full frame. Yeah. And, and you see some of me failing, flailing, whatever yeah. the deal is. And then I say, but from that... I found this wonderful natural surprise that I started talking about real personal stuff, my cancer journey, whatever, without making it too sad. I yeah. realized I had an audience, yeah. but I'm just not, a, I don't know how to do set up punchline joke. I don't know how that works. So, but I did try to find some moments in my life that were humorous. Yeah. So it became that. 
and I'll have that material to show the celebrity. And then I say, now that I've shared that with you, is there anything you're afraid of? Right. And they will say... Cancer. <laughs> That's yeah, not the cancer part, I know. of course. I mean, but, because someone asked me, like, I did this thing the other day, and someone's like, what are you afraid of? And I was like, uh, public speaking. In reality, no, it's getting sick. Let's be honest. You know sure. what I mean? Like, for, well, no, I mean, for me, that's what it is. Well, I think a lot of a lot of people have the, the so-called fear of death. Yeah. And or dying on stage. Public yeah, speaking. I guess, right. But, but for me, if I were to say to them, since I'm not just questioning them, I'm interactively saying, I've done this too. Yeah. Here's my fear. What's yours? Whether it's a psychological thing like mine was comedy uh, or a physical thing like holding a snake, jumping out of a plane. Uh, whatever the deal all at the is, same time. have an eat a spider. I don't know. All, all, at, the all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, be a bunch in inside a bunch of clowns thing. They're all touching you, making funny things, or maybe spending the can night I, in a haunted can, house. Can I be one of the clowns? Yes, <laughs> okay, absolutely. Okay, you can you. be <laughs> spending the night in a haunted house. Yeah. For some people, that because it's over the long period of time. Did I tell you about this? Um, because uh, I think we talked about this briefly before. There was this. There's this cave. Maybe it was like a mine. And they say that it's haunted. And so people will go to spend the night in there. But when you go in there, you go in like a mile. Okay? You're in there like a mile. And then whoever you were with, they leave. They're gone. They're a mile away. And there is no sound. There is no light. You can literally hear like your heart beating. There's just like completely quiet. And, and, People just can't, ha they can't handle it. Then they start hearing things. And maybe there's things that happen, right? Settling of stuff and whatever. Are they monsters? Well, I don't know. You can turn the light on. Are you gonna turn? Are you gonna turn the light off? Does, is that isn't that scary? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a where great is thing. this place? I don't know. Maybe I, that'll be an episode. I th I think on some level it's any anywhere you anywhere you go. I would do it. I don't know that how it would go, but yeah. I would certainly attempt it, which I think is the important thing, right? For instance, when I did, what if we, what if we, what if we took your phone, mm -hmm. and then you had no means of communicating? I would just sleep. I don't think you would. I think you, you, you just like there's vastness in so many different directions, and in before. Do I have a sleeping bag? Sh fine. Pillow. Fine. Pillow. A rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. How? Make it even worse. No, you don't get a sleeping bag. You get to sleep on top of something, and you're you're in warm clothes. But you don't have something to like hide under. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like a sleeping bag. Well, it's a bear cave. Am I gonna die? I mean, is it? No, you're a mile in. It's it's it's, it's a mining but, cave. But I'm just gonna point out. But it's haunted. Well, what makes it haunted? There was a. I'm, so I'm just riffing here. Yeah. But a miner there, died. There was an accident. Yeah. Well, I don't know how old he was, but. Hey, hey, he was an older miner. <laughs> no, it was like this collapse, like a yeah. hundred feet away. Sure. And they never and they could never get in there to dig to get the people out. Now? Yeah, no. Right? But it's but it, but by the way, it's it's just information. It's just a story. It doesn't affect anything physical, but it's all those mental things. And that's the same thing as getting on stage. Sure. It's it is, you know, it's like when you go and do any of these like self-help, you know things or whatever they always say the, the the only thing getting in your way is yourself sure. get, get out of your way and you can do anything right and that's what this podcast is about well being in a cave okay i don't know about the stand-up thing i only did it once yeah and i will never do it again because i didn't want to be a stand-up but i don't understand but you're doing it for me <laughs> well what when i say that i meant i, I would i would <laughs> never i would never do it on my own accord you asked me to do it yeah and it's about uh setting you up are so, you gonna like sleep well the night before like am, how, am i in the cave 
Yes. And then you're doing stand-up the next day. If I have to open for you coming out of the cave, I can't guarantee what it's going to yeah, be like. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be all pale. No, like, do you, do you think, like, let me ask you a question. All right. Are you going to have a drink before you go up there to do my stand-up, my open? I'm not sure. I don't think I, I need one, no. Okay. Oh, I do. Do you? Just one. Oh. But, but, I, I'm not against it either. But I, but I don't. I don't want, and this this is not going to disappoint anyone listening, but this might disappoint people the day of the show. But again, no one listening to this right now is going to care. But I'm not going to, well, this might happen a few times, but I'm not going to get drunk on stage while I'm doing my, my stand-up. It is very important that, that I am doing the stand-up, not the alcohol. Because when I do the alcohol, I get a little bit more confident. Maybe I think I'm funnier than maybe I am. And by the way, it's it, it, the audience might be way more lit than I, I am. But for me, it's important that every night I give my all. But but will I go up on? Will I have like a beer before I go on stage? Not like a you know like a nine percent ABV. But will I have like a a session beer, like a three four percent? Like yeah, I'll probably have a beer before I go up there. But but I'm gonna have to because I'll be at the brewery, and you know meeting with them and trying the collaboration beers that we're doing for every brewery at the same time. I'm not going to meet them and then not try the beer. You know? I think I would do that too. All I meant was I don't I don't think I need to do that for the very same reason because I want to feel. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not trying to yes. dull the experience. That's right. That's so, all. Yeah, understood, understood. And you know, it's so funny. It's like a lot of things in life and you, you know, the longer you live, the more you realize it's like at some point this will be over. You know what I mean? Like you get up on stage, you're like, hey, all I got to do is survive. It's not like they're going to be throwing rocks at me. I don't know, by the way. I don't know, Jack. I got a tomato on the side of the head, but I deserved it. It was not funny at all. No, stop it. You I got a not. nice Roma tomato right That's, in the You need it. You know. At I'm some point? Kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that would have been a great story. <laughs> a piece of coal. But I will drink after the show with you and yeah. your and your fans. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. I mean, um, are you looking... I guess the question is, are you looking forward to it? Are you... What what most concerns you about it? I don't say say scares you, but just like like what concerns you about about the the night? Honestly, yeah, it is. I guess that's just a habit to say honestly. I am honest with you. Yeah. Uh, every time you ask me a question, you, listen. You're I honest with me. You're a, until we turn on the mics, and then we're pretty honest. <laughs> Can you edit that out? No. I'm just kidding. Don't yeah. edit it. Because listen. That, that was joking. You, and look, you, you and I sat here for two hours today before we even started recording. Yeah. And we're talking about the same stuff. The same stuff. In but, the same way. But listen, maybe we talked a little bit more candidly when we know that the world's not listening. Well, I think everyone should have their private moments yeah. with people they're close to yeah. or otherwise. Uh, I enjoyed that two-hour pri- private moment with you. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. But at the same time, anything yeah. you ask me, I would say again as well. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just that a podcast is not just a regular conversation. That's why you're a good host. Yeah. We also you, have to keep it entertaining too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have yeah. you know how to craft it, yeah. etc., and move it along. Yeah. Uh, the thing I'm most afraid of is letting you down, not being good enough, bombing, and then they're not ready for you. You never. You can put that to bed. You will absolutely never disappoint me. It does not matter. And here's and here's a few reasons why. I know that you're going into it. You're going to give it your all. Like that's that's you, right? So that's not a concern. And if you know, and 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 you and you care about it. There's another thing. And I think you're I think you're naturally funny. You know, are you gonna go up there and maybe say all your puns? 
Let's you know. I don't. I hope not. <laughs> no, I, I. That's you know. It's can funny. We, can we you write that up? Say that. And funny is in quotes. Yes. <laughs> when I did my thing, and I was up there for half an hour. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I didn't do a single pun. Yeah. Uh. I, uh, there was a thing in a story about, but I didn't do any puns because that's just a goofy thing to do. When I was on the like on show, social media, yeah, I, on and the show, social, yeah. but in, on the show, I would do it because if someone didn't speak English, I would do it f- for myself because yeah. they would say something and and then it would go from there and then they would laugh. But if they did speak English, they thought this guy's a goof. Yeah, you know, he doesn't take himself too serious. Yeah, and that helped them feel better because a lot of people were nervous on yeah, the other end right. so i did that to show that you know because dad jokes are bad jokes yeah right? oh, yeah so that's that, right that might be a pun right there but oh, okay, so yeah. they say um <laughs> but i was just showing that it's loose and fun and free yeah. that's all i don't think they're necessarily fun you can i go, mean i like them because it's you it, can it, go up and tell your puns it's just, no no but i i didn't <laughs> done that and i wouldn't want yours yeah but i will think very much about it like you said i will do my best give it my all whatever that is because I, I want to be good for yeah. you because that's the idea. What serve, I'm serving the purpose of, I have to open for you as maybe you have other comedians as well, but I'll open for them who are opening for you, however that's done. You know, look, you might have been but on I want to be good. You, you were on a similar show that came later, and some people might be like, hey, wait a second, this is a guy that took three sheets. Like, okay, well, first of all, anyone listening knows that's that's not what happened. But but the fact is, is like you are a celebrity. You, were, you, you, had, yeah. you, you had this... You and I are celebrities? You and I are celebrities? I think you more so because you've had a lot more shows. We're famous. And you do the podcast and you yeah. stay in the I'm public famous because I'm famous, famous because I do a podcast because I did a podcast with Steve. I think That literally made is... me less famous. Something about that <laughs> dropped me down several notches. The idea Maybe is... Maybe it's just my soul. You have so many fans and such a great following on social media and otherwise from all your shows that I think you do a very good job staying in the public eye and where well, I, where I tried. ducked away because of my cancer journey, etc. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was more important to try to live and stay alive than than, than that. Yeah. Uh, I love the fans of Boost Traveler and, and the people who come up to me. Uh, that's fantastic. It's just for me, I think that uh, everyone that I meet most often uh, if they bring up someone else, they bring you up and, and say how they love your show and how I must have been inspired and all of that stuff. So I think they, they give you a lot of credit but for setting re- the tone of this genre. Fine, but p- to be honest, you hadn't seen my show before you did your show. I promise I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, didn't. I didn't. But I'm saying, yeah. even though I am I, honest with them and I say, he didn't set the tone for me because yeah. I had not seen it, but certainly he deserves the credit for opening people's eyes to the possibility of or that kind of opening the show. network size, maybe. Maybe. Of, of the possibility that's a show. Yeah, be- and here's why. But why didn't they call me? I think a lot of... <laughs> that I can't answer. But I think a lot of people <sighs> say, I will watch this because I saw Zane's show. And yeah. I'm happy to recognize yeah. that. And I think, you, I I think you brought the same sort of like... Um, uh, I, I, this might be wrong, but I think this is actually right. But maybe it's not. It's this is not an absolute like black or white, but like a self-deprecating approach to it. That that oh, it, no, it, you are much better than that <laughs> than I was Wait, on that. I'm Zane. You got way more problems. Like I, I no, I, you were much better at self-deprecation than I was. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. So, but it was like you never. If you, you, you have to, <laughs> that was self-deprecating. Oh, guy, yeah, got it. I got it. Yeah. 
I'm good at self-deprecating, but you're way more better at self-deprecation. <laughs> All right, see, that was good. That's a thinker. That's a thinker. But you know, like you, when you when we did those shows, we always kept in mind that we were a conduit for information, but information was absolutely not what we were there to do. It was to to celebrate these people and create entertain, entertaining bits. Absolutely. Um, so here, here's one thing that I brought up to someone the other day. I've been doing a lot of a lot of podcasts, uh, other people's podcasts, um, and a question. I don't even know if that was a question or something I brought up, but I'm, I'm going to see if this resonates with you because it wasn't something like they didn't quite get it, and that is that my my moment to reflect on what was going on, right? Whether I was in Lithuania or Fiji or Moscow or Paris, whatever it is, my moment to take in what was happening was not when I was in that interview doing stuff. You soon forget the cameras are there and the microphones and just kind of doing your thing. But it's when I went to go to the bathroom. So when I would go to pee, I, I got to take a break. I go to pee by myself, going to the bathroom, you're peeing. You got about that one minute of like, wow, like I am, I am in the middle of, you know, New Zealand right now setting a bar on fire with this like this is like this is amazing this is a great observation yeah this is, this is this is great okay and then go back to it it was the only time that I got in the middle of the chaos that I got a minute to myself you know what I mean sure it's funny because Did you, do you think about that I, I do it wasn't necessarily that it was at lunch you know whenever we okay. stopped down yeah or I was driving from one location to the other yeah and I was able to be private yeah and not have to speak about what right. I was seeing and right. feeling then you stop down and you get internal and you say holy Jesus I just drank with sumo wrestlers yeah. who are the biggest stars of yeah. Japan yeah. they're the celebrity biggest politician athlete yeah. whatever it is yeah. they're the top of the food chain mm -hmm. And I was just with them, and they took me under their wing, and they brought me in down on the floor where it's sacred and you're not supposed to. But they liked uh, my sense of humor and yeah. how I was talking to them. They put, they made me wear the mawashi. I just had an experience as a ridiculous. So I looked so ridiculous, but they took me in, and and then now we're gonna go drink with them. And the only reason they agreed to drink with me is because I went through that, and I I ran into a sumo wrestler. I gave it my best, and he flung me around the ring like Bugs Bunny. Oh my God. But the idea was, because I did that, they knew that uh, I was okay to hang with, and they showed me a little bit of respect, and I was so honored by that, mm -hmm. because I was told I couldn't even step down into the thing, never mind right, go drink with them. Right. And because they did that, I was just, and not every moment is that. Sometimes it's just a sound or a view or something that someone said, a little kid said something to me once, and then you reflect. And you just so for me, and I know you feel the same way. I'm sure. It just blew my mind that I was in that position, and I had the awesome responsibility of digesting that story and then bringing it back out to the people in whatever way we did that. As mm -hmm. you say very well, mm -hmm. the conduit, and it just it, to me, I'm like wow. And then of course, self doubt creeps in, imposter syndrome. Why am I doing this? Did I miss something? Yeah. Did I not really share it the way I should have? It, it did. I only see it through a certain lens, and I could have been better about that, you yeah. know. But then, at the at the end of the day, you say you're not a journalist. I'm not. I'm not a, p a reporter. I don't just. And this is me sticking a mic in front of Zane's face here. Uh, tell us about your culture. It right. wasn't that. Right. It was supposed to be through us. It was one man's particular view or feeling about what he was going through. And once I let that go, I think I enjoyed myself better, and hopefully the show got better. 
That's interesting because, first of all, I'm still internally laughing about you saying that I'm better at self-deprecation because <laughs> it took me it took me a second to get and I like I really it's really I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that with me for a while. Appreciate that. Um, sure. I felt like so. I, I it's interesting yeah. to hear that we have different perspectives because we're different people. Because for me, I always felt like I needed to stay on at lunch. Like between scenes, if we went to a shoot, method acting, and then we huh? down went to another. No, it was just sort of like stay on, stay, you know, whatever. So I would always be very like jokey with the crew, and we would be laughing and joking, so that I was stayed in in it when I went into the next scene. Sure. And so, so it's interesting that my only time of reflection was when I was like, you know, take, taking a pee. How could you turn it off and turn it on so quickly in the bathroom like that? That's that's a great question. Yeah, because I because there was no one to entertain, sure. and so I felt uh, like I, it was always my job to like keep the energy or whatever it is. And I I don't know that that was conscious. I think it was partially conscious, but it was more like, um, uh, you know, like when you go in the bathroom and it's just like nothing, no noise. Maybe there's some music or whatever it is, but like it's just you, and you you, just, you got you got your it's you and your thoughts. You know what I mean? So it's like that's when I would just go wow. I actually considered um, so many times making a like a photo book of the urinals, <laughs> and then and then telling about what was actually happening on the other side of the wall. You know what I mean? Where I was, but like then it's like I don't know if this is a really good thing to do a picture of. But I mean, I saw a lot of interesting urinals. Did you see any in- interesting ones that you can I think did, of? I did. What's, what was the most interesting one? Uh, a lot of things that are automatic or the art around them. Okay. And uh, just the technology or the size of them and yeah. how they're placed on the wall and the colors uh-huh. and things like that. Uh, like any, any like kegs that were turned into urinals? Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, sometimes it's just ice. Yeah. Sometimes it was the mouth of an animal, like a big I was going to say, so mine one, once was like, a literally was a like a velociraptor yeah. skull opened up that you peed into. <laughs> I felt so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm sorry. Peed. I know you you're gasoline at this point. Yeah. You're oil. Down yeah, yeah, yeah. Petroleum. You're exactly. petroleum, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I have to pee. So sorry. The, yeah, enjoy you're it. You're the only one. Um, well, this this is this is awesome. Hope so it's not a dinosaur spot. I think we're gonna end with a pun. Sorry, <laughs> we should just end it right here. Yeah. <laughs> I have to redeem myself. This, this is great. I'm just come on and and riff with me. And if it's if it's you know, this this is Steve. If you're listening, which he's not because he never even listened to his. I would listen to parts of my podcasts just to see if I felt like I could have done it a little bit differently. Kind of like what you were talking about in the scene. Like what could I have done or whatever. Like sure. you know, every time I do a podcast and whenever whatever. But he never would. No. How just, come? Because it's Steve. Oh. He just Steve wasn't necessarily interested in in betterment. You know, um, I say was isn't. Uh, you know, it's just like for me, it's like an always. It's a constant journey of like of like like you said, self doubt. What can I be doing better? You know, you and I before the podcast just talking about like you know like. We weren't the drinking guys before we came into this, and we became these drinking guys. And and what is our responsibility to that audience to maintain that character and be that drinking guy? Like right now, is it are people disappointed that you and I didn't crack open a beer or have a cocktail as we sat sat here and, and had this discussion? But quite frankly, 
I don't know. It's hot outside. I brought you a mason jar with, with ice water. I got the same here. I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, you just said that when you have these, uh, the moments before, yeah. maybe they're not as as shareable as the moments on you the podcast. Edit, we'll edit that out? For different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I will share something with your audience okay. that we talked about b- before okay. that might seem like a private thing, but that it's okay. Not my penis I, implant. I, 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 was, was, uh, I, was, I was just showing you that as a joke. Okay, uh, so we're never done. mind. So no. we're wrapping up. No, we're talking about social media. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said that oftentimes, not always, but when I post something, it could be something as innocuous as breakfast having orange juice. Yeah. And people say, is there vodka yes. in that orange yes. juice? Yes. Or I might be enjoying a nice thing picture, maybe with my family or friends or on a mountain hiking. Where's your drink? Yeah. And I know that, that sometimes that they, they say sometimes. it because they be clever or uh, just they want to reach out so they they in a way it's a compliment yeah like hey that's how i know you uh-huh. where's your drink and it's yeah. funny and cute and clever and i get it but it's happens a lot yeah and i think that because we took on th- those roles maybe in the sense it was uh because it was truly us we weren't hiding behind a yeah. character i mean i like to have a couple of drinks you yeah. do and i love people and everything else so it wasn't fake you and i phony. have had drinks together yes we have <laughs> many times <laughs> but but for them to think we drink constantly around the clock would yeah. be dead i know yeah. i would be for yeah. sure i don't think i'd be getting stuff done and by the way it's like if i if i were to have let's say i we right now we just had some beers and had two ipas which would be fantastic and right, right now in real world it's 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 friday and now it's approaching four o'clock but um, but before it was like, well, I mean, I have some things to do afterwards or whatever. If you and I would have sat down here and we we had like two IPAs, it'd be like, Jack, you want you want to? Should we just take naps? I was gonna say, <laughs> some place I can curl up and That's take it. a nap. Hey, buddy. That being said, That's when I finished my day yesterday, I had five or six drinks with a couple of friends because yeah. I was there for a long time. Nice. I, I don't do that Jack often. Maxwell. No, I don't do that often. Damn. Depending on what what you call often, but at the same time. Uh, you don't have to do it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was always for me, uh, and I'm sure for you, it was about the people we meet and the culture. What I'm doing yeah. right now with you is more is closer to what I did while shooting any of the shows that I did than me going someplace and having a drink. It's more about the conversations. And by the way, and you know this, this whole whatever this is, our conversation that we're had we're having. If we were shooting a scene someplace, it would have been cut down to five minutes. Sure. And it would have been our highlights. But everyone, you know, all the interviews that you ever had are, you know, I'm sure hour, two hours, three hours, whatever those ended up being, and they end up cutting those down. So imagine if we cut this into a five-minute podcast. It'd be so much more inter- interesting this. I don't think so. It would be four and a half minutes of you and 30 minutes of me, and it would end on a bad pun, and that's it. It would I would have just been, it would have just been like this, the pun. Right, but been, you would have been way more self-deprecating than me. Well, I, it depends who's editing. If I was editing, I would have, I would have made it more about me, and I would just take little snippets of you agreeing. I'm gonna tell you something really quick. This is funny. So I was like, okay, I said to Mel, I said I'm, I just, I can't do this every every week where I have to hunt Steve down, and he doesn't call me. Like he won't call me back on Mondays and Tuesdays. He'll call me back on Thursdays because he knows Mondays and Tuesdays are podcast days so he would just be he would just be like he just want he didn't want to do it you sure. know and i don't think it's like oh i don't want to sit down turn on the computer and like okay buddy fine whatever because steve recorded his end in his computer and then uploaded it so we both had really good connections it sounded like we were in the same room great and um yeah it was it was good it was like it wasn't easy to achieve but we figured it out and then it, it was it, and then it just became something that that we did we turned it on recorded whatever but it was difficult to sort of work it out 
But I told Mel, I go, look, I can't do this anymore. She's like, well, maybe you got to figure out a way to do it without him. Like, you want to do it with me? She's like, I don't come. Can I cut my finger off instead? I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay, fine. So what I did was I started going through because I can isolate my tracks with me and Steve. And so I pulled apart the Steve's all these. Oh right, because just him computers. going like, oh yeah, 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 cool. Oh no way, really? And so, and I got this soundboard, and you can label all of them. Oh, that's funny. And so I was gonna do the podcast without Steve and see how long it took for people to realize that it was just me talking by myself, just putting in those things. Yeah, like hitting the button. Yeah, cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No really? Tell me more about that. No, did that really happen? <laughs> like all those? Can you imagine? So I was so close to doing it, but. It started to become a lot of work, and 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 then when I was doing like behind like behind these scenes videos of three sheets or drinking mid easy, it was all a lot of work. And I just don't have that kind of time. I have time to sit down for an hour, interview you for an hour, talk two hours ahead of time, but not to like spend a day, you know, doing those you know those things or doing this Steve thing because it would have required a lot more editing. So sure, how does he feel about this whole thing? Is he happy he's out now? You know, let's call him up real quick. Hold on. <laughs> I, honestly, I honestly don't think he knows. We'll see. Uh, if he, we'll see if he picks up. Okay. Let's see what he says. It's uh, it's Friday. He'll pick up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because right. he does. Because he knows it's not about a podcast. He's gonna call me like. Your call has been forwarded. Oh wow! Wow. To voicemail. And now Fridays too. <laughs> what does the world <laughs> become? Amazing. All right. Jack Maxwell, thank you so much for joining me on my inaugural renewal of this podcast nice to be uh, here people can follow you Southie Jack yeah that's my neighborhood in Boston so every time I say it some people think I'm saying selfie oh Jack and it's not that it's not northy it's not north it's the opposite of northy yeah Southie S-O-U-T-H-I-E J-A-C-K on Twitter and Instagram yeah say hi say you, you, you're you a fan of Zane's that's yeah. okay I'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch and yeah. uh yeah, that's where they can find me. But it was really great to catch up with yeah, you this again. Is fun. I'm Whether we we're doing this. a podcast or not, it's really good to see I, you. I, I to agree. give you a hug and to catch up. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we're gonna man. do a really, really long, really long hug. I'm glad that that outside of my family, you were my fo- first post COVID hug. Can I say post COVID because I got the shot? Yeah, you I'm know, saying it's it. funny. I'm, I caught myself doing that too. I said, in this post-pandemic world, clearly it's, it's still not. Here. It clearly is very much pandemic and, world. And but. maybe then I say, well, am I selfish saying me? What I'm going to say then is post-vaccinated for Yeah, me. so what, I'm going to repeat it. I'm glad that, that outside of my wife, you were my first post-double vaccine hug. Thank you. And then as you, as you leave, I'm going to give you the second hug. And you I'm going to hold that against you. <laughs> yes, yes. That was something I got to figure out later. Hold it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but yeah. I, I, what I mean is, on stage, because I'm not a comedian, I'm gonna say, "Hey, it's great to be here," or something like that. Up next is Zane Lamphy. That's why you're here. But I was his first post-vaccinated hug. Yeah, and you weren't. <laughs> See, Jack Maxwell. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man.